Hello, my name's Rebecca Berg and you are listening to Everything Messy Breakup. I am a counsellor and family law mediator and have a lifetime experience of messy breakups to share with you. So look, today we're going to talk about the mediation process itself. Um, this will be heavily weighted in uh, what it's like here in Australia. However, I feel that the concept of mediation is global. So I'll be able to temper what's local and what's global as I go along. So look, the process of mediation, all right, it's, it takes a really, uh, it, it takes a strong mindset to be able to mediate. So in the litigation process, we find people who are positional and that means that this is their position and they're not budging from it and they are willing to take it to a judge to make a call on whether that judge says it is their position or the other party's position, right? Um, now, I don't know about you, but when it comes to my life, I don't want other people making my choices for me, thanks. I will be making my own thank you very much. And I don't care how much mediation that takes. If that's what it takes for me to come to my own decisions, that's what I'll do. Unfortunately, I think due to media and social media and probably a heavily perhaps Americanized uh, courtroom drama culture that we've all been brought up with, um, can, can kind of have people think that your day in court's going to make you right and somebody else wrong. And here's the bad news about that. When it comes to a relationship that you both entered into in good faith, when it come out, when you both come out the other end, no one is right and no one is wrong. Um, and, and I think that's perhaps another subtopic on this, um, and that's something that I see a lot of with my mediations. Uh, one person just emphatically doesn't want to be the bad person and, and both parties don't want to be the bad person. They don't want blame. So if I can give you one gold nugget, an absolute nugget, that is that if you enter a relationship in good faith and children are born from that relationship of good faith, um, and you come out of the other end, where it hasn't worked for whatever reason, nobody's right and nobody is wrong and nobody is to blame. It just didn't work. To be able to put that in the bin and walk away will be your absolute gold nugget. You're not to blame. They're not to blame. Stuff went down. There you have it. It's done. Uh, now, look, in saying that, I know that um, in relationships, you know, there is some times where someone uh, does get the heavy hand in perhaps not pulling their weight and, and doing a whole lot of bad shit. And if you want to cast blame, that's great. Pro- maybe they deserve it. Maybe they don't. However, to cut your ties free um, to, to be able to free yourself of the current situation, you cannot get tied up in blame. If you know deep down that one person or the other person did a whole lot of shit that was unacceptable, you know that. No one else needs to know that. 
right? That's, that's just between you and your spirit. That's not between you or anybody else. You want to cut yourself free and you need to get on with your life. Public blame is quite ugly, frankly, and um, no one needs to know about it. It's ugly, especially for the children. Um, that's a whole heap of rubbish that they don't need to bear the brunt of and they will be better people for uh, not having to be dragged through those bushes and mud of that crap. That's your shit. It's not, it's not theirs. It's also no one else's publicly. No one cares. Um, you're just making yourself fodder for other people's gossip. So be better than that. You're in a relationship that's not working. Step up out of it. Mediate. Get out of it and build yourself a better life. So how does mediation work? <laughs> now that I've walked through that, and then like, to be fair, that is a really big deal. People are often stuck in being able to mediate because they really want to make the other person wrong so badly. And they can't see the rationale towards their own better future <laughs> because they're so caught up in making that other person hell-bent wrong. So, yeah, it kind of makes an ass out of both of you, to be honest, and um, destroys your children's emotional stability along the way. So shame on you for that. It's not okay. Don't do it. Um, so let me bring you up into a better space and, and talk about how to mediate with power and with effectiveness and with your own voice and with your best voice. And this goes for both of you, right? Um if you're able to put aside um, that wanting to make the other person wrong, brilliant. That's not to say that you don't bring up behaviours of the past because they are relevant and they, do, they are important to how things move forward, but you, you don't need someone to tell you who's right or wrong, like a judge or some kind of mediation process because you already know that deep down. So forget about it. You know that you've got that. Acknowledge that you're good. Right. So how do you build your best life? Well, so the mediation process is, is completely non-bias. And here in Australia, our focus is if you have children on the best interests of the children. Now, often we have people come in and they've read the brochure on from their lawyer on um, what the best interests of the children is and it doesn't skim by us. We know people who've read the brochure and don't have the best interests of the children at heart and we know people who do have the best interests of the children at heart. Now, normally people who do have the best interests of the children at heart will want their children to know both parents and have a good relationship with them. What I would like to say is completely, uh, I guess, umbrellaed by that is that your children's health, well-being and safety and happiness comes before that, right? So if, if your kids feel safe with both of you, if your kids are happy with both of you and there's uh, no evident stress on the children like bedwetting or missing school or any of that kind of stuff, then it's okay for them to have a relationship 
with both parents. And of course, that's needless to say that there's no violence or, or any immediate safety risks. And that's something you must always speak to a mediator about. Good mediator will be very tactful and will always respect privacy laws. And um, a good mediator will work to lessen the conflict, not increase the conflict. And so that's a key point to note. Going through the legal system will absolutely increase conflict. You are going toe to toe and you are going tit for tat and increasing conflict and you will drop a lot of money, a lot of stress and energy and your personality will be worse the wear for it. And I'll say you'll be much less attractive for it too. It is a hideous process to go through. Your children will resent it most likely. They are not going to be better off for it. It's a very, very narcissistic, dreadful place to take your children to. So flush it down the toilet right away. Try and mediate with the other party. Now, your mediator, and that this is a good thing for your soul too. So if you're genuinely trying to mediate, your mediator, if they're a good one, will recognise that. And if the other party is being a dick and not trying to mediate, if they're a good mediator, they will say, listen, mate, you're not trying to mediate. You're being a dick. This is your option to go through this narcissistic, headstrong, right versus wrong pathway, which will cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, potentially hundreds, some tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. We've seen people drop millions on it. It's all relative to what you've got in the kitty, I guess. So we, we just, it's, it's about keeping people really, um, oh, what's the word? It's, it's keeping them accountable to their life decisions that they've made previously and what they need to carry forward from that. So the process itself works like this. Normally you'll have what's called an intake session uh, separately from the other party. So your mediator will give you perhaps a one hour intake session and they'll ask you lots of questions about the history of the relationship and what you need to get out of the mediation, if it's property and finance or if it's children or if it's both. Um, what, what's most important what, what are your, what's your burning desire to, to get out of mediation? Um, and that's completely confidential. That doesn't go to the other party. Uh, your mediator will then go to the other party and ask them exactly the same questions. And then if you have a good mediator, they will go away and contemplate how to best structure a mediation for you. Now, sometimes mediations are done in half a day, Sometimes they're done in a full day or sometimes I know that we spot complex mediations where there might be levels of control or a history of very toxic behaviours or perhaps there's a, a history of where one partner is completely free of the relationship and the other partner is 100% still committed and not ready to let go. So in those kind of situations, we would construct a mediation where it is stepwise and we address small things stepwise and it may take a lot longer than just a half day or a full day which can be quite pressure filled and 
um, exhausting as well. And what's important in a mediation is that you've got your best voice on the day. And that goes for both parties is your best voice. It's about fairness. It's about not being biased. And it's about both of you having your best voice on the day. You both have a vested interest in how you separate from your relationship. Um, a good mediator will hopefully have a bit of psychological expertise as well as legal expertise and be able to direct you and direct you without advice, but be able to help direct you in terms of, um, say, reality checking and advising you to, well, again, it's advising without advising. Well, maybe you do need some legal advice and suggest that you go and get some. Uh, Maybe you need some accounting advice and suggest you go and get some before you come back with your final decision. That way your mediator is giving both parties every opportunity they can to come back with a balanced and fair proposal for a way to move forward. Now here in Australia, if, um, a mediator was to put forward a written up agreement that was say in a property and financial context, not fair and not equitable, then it's unlikely that the registrar or judge, whoever was reading that would accept it. They'd say, no, sorry, try again. We don't accept that as fair and equitable. So it's unlikely that a good mediator and you're going to you just pay for what you get it's a universal truth sorry to say it but there you go you pay for what you get so oh sorry you get what you pay for so uh if you're going through some government funded um outlet you i'm sure you're getting someone who's qualified in fact you will absolutely be getting someone who's qualified but are you getting someone who's actually risking their reputation no you're not um, you're getting someone who's ass covering usually, uh, sorry to say that there's a hard truth. So, uh, if you're going to invest in your future, it's something well worth investing in. Um, they, they will, like I said, a good mediator will really help you out, um, to, to, to do some good soul searching, to do some good resource searching and to come up with your own answers and, and help you in terms of other resources like legal advice and like accounting advice or like, who knows, uh, sometimes there's forensic accountants, sometimes there's children's psychologists, sometimes there's family uh, consultants that can help bring your child's voice to the table without your children having to actually be part of the process so that there's no stress on them. There are so many different things that a really good mediator can help you to discover so that you're not left flailing in the wind and feeling like you have to make a date to decide the rest of your life on. Because at the end of the day, that's not fair either, is it? It's all about fairness and equality. And ultimately, when it comes to children, the best interests of your children. We have literally seen people blow money on legal expenses that they could have bought outright houses for both of their children with. Now, you can't tell me that that's not a narcissistic trait. That's a dreadful thing to do. Our legal system is 
all about mediating and all about sorting out your own shit and not clogging up the legal system with petty rubbish. Now, there are some times where mediation is not appropriate and there is only, I can count on one hand in all my years experience on how many times I've have had to say this is not appropriate for mediation because the level of threat to safety was that high. Now, domestic violence and mediation is different to threat to safety, right? So a lot of people have gone through domestic violence, but they can still mediate because they are still protected here in Australia. There is no reason why you are under any threat. A good media good mediator will be able to detect that threat and, and if it's there or not. Now, keeping in mind, again, here in Australia, if you are in the mediation process, it is still voluntary. Um, however, it's unlikely that you will be able to get in front of a judge unless you've at least tried to mediate, okay? Um, so once you're in the mediation process itself, a really good mediator helps you identify from your intake sessions items on the agenda. So you have items that are important for both of you and they will address those items, okay? And methodically walk through those items. This helps circumnavigate that emotional embroilment that can happen when it comes to discussing things and and at the end of the day this is why you can't work it out for yourself right it's too emotionally embroiled or it's too um imbalanced in its say uh power of uh, balance of power which means that one person tends to have more voice than the other and, and the other person acquiesces while the other person triumphs over that acquiesce when really there's no agreement there. It's a triumph and acquiesce situation, not an agreement. So that is where mediation is really important, that you both are given your best voice and that balance of power remains. All right, so, so systematically those items get worked through now if they start to get off track a good mediator will go okay we see that another topic has cropped up out of this we're going to capture that is it okay if we park it or does this new topic become primary what's the story and you will get a say in that if in front of a judge a judge is going to look at you over their glasses and say what the hell are you doing here in front of me blocking up this system when there are so many people in need and go and sort your shit out right now and send you back to mediation normally? Uh, here in Australia, the stats on that are up around 95, I can't remember if it's 90, 95% of cases that go before a judge, they will turn you around and send you back. You will end up actually agreeing in mediation after you've dropped tens of thousands of dollars on legal fees. So let that ego go right now. If you want to be smart and save yourself some money and also have a chance of actually being heard, um, mediation is going to be your way forward. Uh, so the mediation process itself, there will be times when the mediation process may need to be paused and come back to. And there will be times where 
um, you're able to move forward and reach agreements on most things, but there are st some still left hanging and that's where you go get more advice or whatever. And, or maybe you're just happy to sign off on what you have agreed to. So there's some really hopefully helpful pointers on mediation. I just like to keep it short and sharp. Um, one thing that I am going to flag, and this is quite separate to the actual process itself, but ladies and gentlemen, when you separate, you go and change all of your passwords and you go and you check your devices for tracking where you go and check your purse, check your wallet. We see so many cases where people are being they're living under surveillance from their ex. In Australia, that's classed as domestic violence. It's a criminal offence. You can't do that. Uh, but a lot of people have lived with it for so long that they don't realise that. Um, so please, when you, when you leave a relationship within nanoseconds, you change your passwords, all right? Just it doesn't hurt anybody. It, it there's no bad can come from changing your passwords. Just change your passwords on your social media, on your telephones, on your devices, uh, you know, whatever it takes. Get regain at least the dignity of your privacy and know that you can rest at night, being able to talk to your parents, being able to talk to your siblings, being able to talk to your friends, free from surveillance. It's something you don't need in your life. So hopefully that's been helpful. That was a big download. It's been a while since I've been able to make a podcast. There's been a lot been happening here on this end. I'm about to launch a platform for um, counselling where people can subscribe. So there'll be more on that soon. Um, so please, if anyone has any questions, you can link in to me via burkemediation.com.au. Please feel free to reach out. Um, and if, if anyone has any topics that they'd like to hear more on, that would be wonderful. So again, that's burke, B-O-U-R-K-E, mediation.com.au. And, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, burkemediation.com.au. Yeah. And uh, you will be able to hopefully... Um, yeah, get your questions answered or, or I could do a, a podcast for you on the topic that is of interest. Thank you so much for listening and have an amazing day and own your life. Talk soon. Bye.